All right, all right, all right. Phil, welcome back, my dude. It is time. It's finally time to say goodbye to 2020. And I'm not like most people. 2020 is actually okay for me in a lot of ways. In some ways, it was really great. And in the metal scene, I think it was fucking legit as hell. So we here we are at the year-end wrap-up episode. And I'm going to share with you, I think, some nuggets that I think are pretty great, man. So I hope you're excited. Are you excited, Phil? I'm very excited. Uh, actually, yeah, I was thinking that too when I was looking back on the uh, the catalog for metal in 2020, and it was pretty impressive. So I'm excited. And I'm also excited because the year ahead is going to be really great for this show. So anybody who's checking this episode out as your first exposure to the great heavy music podcast with yours truly, Alex, and of course my trusty sidekick, Phil, Phil Collins, for those of you who don't know, if you haven't listened to much else of this show, 2021 is going to be great. More interviews coming your way. A ton of new bands are going to be releasing a ton of new material because they've been all cooped up for 2020. So next year is going to be a rocking amount of new stuff to listen to, new episodes for you to share. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, all that good stuff, and support the bands that we support. Because if you don't know, this is the show where we review great heavy music, post-2000, songs and albums that I love and that Phil probably doesn't know about, and if Phil sends me something to review that I don't know about. But today, we're doing something a little different. It's our annual year-end wrap-up review, where I am going to tell Phil my top five favorite albums of 2020, and Phil is going to tell me his top five of 2020. And we're also going to give some honorable mentions and some top five songs tossed out. And as an award to the top album, you get absolutely nothing from the show. Yes. Uh, and, and we could keep that going indefinitely, the, the giving nothing thing. So, I, you know, get on board with that while you can. I feel like we're spread pretty thin there, but it's going to hold on. So I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah we'll be good. Additionally... We have a ritual where we do a That's So Metal segment where we talk about some crazy awesome thing in the news or some accomplishment or something that's outstanding and we say That's So Metal. But we're going to skip that today because we've got so much metal to get into. And we also do a fake commercial occasionally. Sometimes we have real sponsors on. But today we don't have to get with any of that garbage. None of that we've trash. Not, we've never done a fake commercial in our, in our fucking life. I don't know what you I don't know what you mean. Did They're I just, all real, legit products. Did I just unveil the curtain? That uh, <laughs> We're very proud to have those sponsors. <laughs> um, so we're going to dive into the songs, but we have a section of the show that we just cannot overlook ever, and that is Rock, Paper, Scissors, Shoot, anything you want to do. And that's how we decide who is going to go first to get to select if they unveil their top five or if they want to hear the top five of the other person so in this one i'm ready phil are you ready do you sub question do you think we should have some narrowing category to keep this thing in line like only living animals or only mythical beasts or only inanimate objects should we i got one how about an, an environment and that you're on you're underwater so only things that presently are underwater at this moment or things that could be submersible and used in water? Things you would you would submerge with yourself to use as a weapon or some sort of whatever. Yeah, weapon. Underwater. To defeat another person. Yeah, to defeat like another human who's also wielding something. I love it. Okay, I need a minute here to think. Well, let me get the Jeopardy music. You just, just hum the Jeopardy music so we don't get sued. Okay. Do, 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 How can do, I beat do, do. Phil? With his little peanut brain and his balls that are roughly the same size, I think that there's a chance he's going to say something ridiculously stupid. But if only I had a moment. Mine's so good that my brain would explode if I even began to know what I was talking about. Okay, all right. I think I've had enough time. The insults distracted me. That backfired. Uh, let me just, you know, I think if I had some idea of right. where I was going with this, oh, man, all right, I, I got one, but I think it's going to lose, but all right, I'm ready. Are you ready? Mine's, mine's not like amazing. So there's a chance that you'll win. Okay. Ready? All right. 
Rock, Rock paper, paper, scissors, scissors shoot, shoot, anything you want to do. Harpoon gun, spear tip, poison, but mine was in poison tipped. Oh, man. Well, then I guess you win. I just fucking beat you, you little peanut uh, brain motherfucker. <laughs> That's such a fucking cowardly weapon, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was an identical weapon, you just didn't think about the poison tip. Yeah, the but... poison part just makes it cowardly. <laughs> <laughs> the only part that's amazing is the poison is not water-soluble. So I just need you to know that it's a particular type right, of poison of that I'm not yes. familiar with to identify by name, but it doesn't come off in water. Some seaweed is poisonous, so probably just that. Um, uh, okay, fine. That was, I, it was just full of bravado into the poison part, but I'll give it to you. Because let's say I, you know, we both kind of hit each other with it. We both swim off like, ah, that was a tie. The guy who's poisoned will die. So, so I'm the winner. I think you get the edge. All right. So which one you pick? You pick what you, you want to do. I want to hear from you, dude. I'm interested to know what you got into this year. All right. I will. I'll, uh, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> let's yeah, let's do it, man. Um, let's jump right into it. So we're going to do and albums. And let's unveil albums first and then songs. And let's go honorable mentions. Five, four, three, two, one. You want me to do honorable mentions first? Yes. Okay. All right. I'll I'll start with my honorable mentions for this year. There's like a zillion, but I had to pick a couple. Um, for in for uh, for the top five list would be the Black Dahlia Murder, Verminous. Um, there's a great. Oh, it's so good. I felt bad keeping up the list, but the band End Oceans has an album called Cosmic World Mother. That's really really fucking good. Um, Aether Realm, Redneck Vikings from Hell. I felt like I had to put it on there because it really is pretty fucking solid. Um, totally, totally agree. There's, a, there's a album from a band that I you could argue is pretty heavy, but they're sort of like a stoner psychedelic uh, rock band, progressive rock band. They're called Villagers of Ionina City, and they have an album called um, Age of Aquarius. And it's really fucking cool, man. They have a song called Cosmic Soul. It's pretty long, but it is so good. And Father Son is another great song from that album. Um, keep you good. There, um, Morris Principium came out with a recent album that Dude, I want to throw in there. We're gonna have some similar ones on our honorable mentions here. That's cool. I'm, for okay. for the listeners, I'm playing Verminous by Black Dahlia underneath while you're talking. Okay, cool. Yeah, and uh, from Verminous, um, there's some great songs. I really loved um, How Very Dead. And Sunless Empire, really, really just fucking cool songs. Oh, and there's another one I really, I, I don't want to forget. There's a couple. Um, Cult of Lilith has an album called Mera that's really great. Or has an album called Mera that's really awesome. Calepsia uh, has a bit, album called Inheritance. Hey, Phil, cool. Phil, make sure you're spelling some of these with some crazy spelling so folks at home if they want to check them out can get into it. Like, what's that really one? Really cool. Uh, Catalepsia is C-A-T-E-L-E. P-S-I-A and the album's called Inheritance and that's spelled if you can't spell Inheritance good fuck yourself um, <laughs> there's another band called uh, Cytotoxin and they have a band called Nuclear like nuclear but like with the word earth like the ending of it and that's really cool like grindcore type shit it's pretty good it's um you know it, it'll remind you of cattle but it's it's really fucking it's really fucking strong um anyway those are some honorable mentions what, which, you want me to jump which, into my yeah, legit which, list? Before you do, which one of those honorable mentions would you say was closest to making it to the list? So if somebody could only go check out one of them, which one was closest to make a list? Um, Cosmic World Mother from End Oceans. Very cool. And that's a that's a prog album, right? No, it's well, I guess it's it's a black metal, like atmospheric black. It's got some, I guess, prog elements. I know End Oceans has changed their styles up, but it I, to me, it was just black metal, man. Okay, it's got damn. That crazy distortion, black vocals. I'm gonna check uh, it out. Very man. fast paced. It's great. It's a fucking strong album. I was gonna throw it on one of one of our. I still might fuck it, unless you're just gonna listen to it independently. But I was thinking about at some point throwing it into one of the recommendations, you know, for our regular episode. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so to unveil with no further ado, Phil's top five of 2020. Number five. I will. This is my personal preference. I'm not going to say these are objectively the best albums of the year, but just things that I liked the most. Um, I recommended one of the songs or song of the day on a little group chat, but the band is Ritual King and the album is called Ritual King. And they're a 
<laughs> they have such a cool mix of like a garage rock sort of doom like jazzy stoner and but also heavy sound and um it sounds so natural you it, you know it's it, that really does seem like a lot of styles to try to mix but it it's completely um uh, it's not contrived at all it's such a i'm trying to think of the word organic sound and um i mean they're on the metallum as a metal band so that's you know i got some backing on that there is a blurred line between them between you know the genres like whether or not it's really metal but it's an awesome album and uh the song i recommended um for us i don't have their, i don't have any of their songs in my top five but um was black hills i'd recommend that for the song for the song of the day i got no and, compromise uh, playing right now i'm gonna put on black hills as well let me know if you can hear this phil okay no compromise great song um yeah i can hear Okay. This I remember is, you said you liked the guitar work a lot. You weren't a big fan of the vocals, but I I love the vocals. That's what makes it sound like a garage band. So that's number five. Very cool. Very cool. I, I think that's a interesting pick for you because I'm not. I don't usually pick you as a stoner rock kind of guy, but yeah. I sometimes get down with that. So I'm cool with it. You're right. It's weird. Um, I really wasn't into any of that stuff until recently, and uh, I don't really know why. I just it appealed to me a lot. Uh, and I've gotten a lot of Doom. You know, I don't really have any Doom in my top five, but I do like Doom a lot. Interesting, okay. Um, number four, I'll jump right into that. I have uh, The Spirit, Cosmic Terror. I think we've talked about that album. Totally, um, man. That that did not make my top five, but it was damn close. That was a great recommendation you made to me early in the year, man. That one hung around, huh? Yeah, yeah. I just keep coming back to it. It's just smooth. It, somebody like shit on it in the comments. Like, oh, it's just mid-paced trash. I'm like, yeah, that it's mid-paced is what I like about it. It's clearly black metal. It's clearly heavy, but it it reminds me of a little bit of uh, Immolation and like Bolt Thrower, where it never really doesn't go ape shit. It just has this steady heaviness, you know. I think and, um, I think the song "Repugnant Human Scum" on there is like my sixth favorite song of the year. I mean, it was very I mean, close. All right, yeah, it's funny. That's gonna be in my top five for songs. <laughs> I, I believe it, dude. I, the way he breaks, yeah. I'm playing it right now, but the way he breaks it down and just screams "Repugnant Human." Sky. It, it's that's just been so in my head great. forever. Yeah. Um, ever since I heard that, uh, that I, I love the riffing on the "Strive for Salvation" too. Just a really, really smooth, well put together black album, black metal album. And uh, I, I like these guys a lot. They have another um, album too that's supposed to be pretty good. It came out before that, but um, very excited to recommend that to people. Um, yeah, dude, <laughs> it's so perfectly said. All right, I have another one that this is a little bit of a blast from the past. Uh, I have Psychotic Waltz, God Shaped Void, for number three. Love those guys, man. I'm interested to, to hear that you're still kind of down with them. I, I love well, you. Love, cut out a little bit there, only. Yeah. Oh, I said uh, there. Uh, I'm happy to hear you bring these guys back up because I love these guys, and I mm -hmm. think you turned me on to them many years ago. And I I bought like their box set from way back when, when they had the album Mosquito and. Into the Everflow social and a Social Grace was unbelievable. Um, so tell me about this 2020 release. What'd you What'd you like? Yeah, so um, I don't think that lead singer Devin Grace has missed a beat, man. He just it's telling he hasn't aged a day, singing wise. It's just it's got this just 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 dripping with melancholy, especially because his voice anyway. But the lyrical content, it's all it's like critiques of humanity. Every song has a message. It's definitely progressive, um, but it gets a little psychedelic, and it's just heavy and it's catchy, man. But it's, it's eerie. A lot, most of the um, choruses have this like an eerie kind of sound to them. Um, I find them really haunting. I, 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 I wouldn't even know where to start with like which song, even not past the one that I is my favorite one. Um, but they just, they have all kinds of styles in them. They have like acoustic. Um, it almost sounds folky, but like this atmospheric like space kind of sound it's just heavy it's pretty um it's it's exactly what you would think when you see the cover of the album like these guys it matches so well you're like okay i know they're about and if you've ever listened to arian the human equation you've heard that guy i think he's fear um you every that that entire vibe that he gives off from that album is basically um what this album feels like just sadness but it's, it's beautiful um 
great, great, anyway, cho- great choice on these guys. It. Great choice yeah. on these guys, man. I, I got into this album a little bit this year. It didn't make my honorable mentions even, but I have no problem with it being on this list. And the the sound of the album is just like you said. It's very authentic to what they were trying to do. I'm playing it right now. Let me turn up this portion where you hear his vocals. Please do. Yes, sir. It's also it's a grower, man. It'll grow one big time. And that that opening track is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. So okay, yeah, that's a. That, I love those guys, and they, they're on hiatus for like ever. It seems like they did, a, they did an album in 1996, and then they went dark until now. So that's pretty interesting. It'd be kind of cool to get them on an interview one time, ask them what that was about. Would, know, would love do. to, man. I know a bunch of cool guys, and in some of their older stuff, they had a bunch of flute work and stuff. Very dynamic band. I love these guys. Yeah, and it's like the Metallum has them just uh, as progressive metal, because it is hard to tell what you'd call them exactly, or, you know, hard to pin down. Um, okay, I'll jump right into it uh, for number two. I have The Ocean Collective, the Phanerozoic 2, Cenozoic. Uh, I recommended the Ocean or Fenerzo One to you to do, and I would argue this album is as good as that one. It's um, I think it's done a little differently. I, in my opinion, there's a lot more of a um, there's a lot more clean singing. Not that there's not a lot on the first one, but there's a lot of clean singing in this one, and it's it's um, it's a little more melodic, and it's it's got a lot of angst. But at the same time, I think it's a tighter album than the first Fenerzo. Um, especially the song, um, it's, uh, one of the ones I'm going to recommend, but it's called Jurassic slash Cretaceous. Great fucking song. And that song actually has, um, the lead singer, or I guess he's the lead singer of Catatonia as a guest singer. And, so, and Jonas, Jonas Ransky's on the first album also. Is he? Okay. I didn't even know that. I run recommend it. That's fine. But, um, it's so cool, man. Like, um, it, they, these things clearly have, you know, interpersonal relationship lyrics, but they're also intertwined with these grandiose explanations of extinction events. Yeah, <laughs> like it's pretty wild mix. And um, I, the Ocean Collective is like, a, it's almost a sad band. Like they, everything they do is so heavy, and there's such so much gravitas, and you're just like, God damn, this is fucking. Like, it almost weighs you down. But it's so, it's like you feel like it's important to hear. Educational in a way. Anyway, um, the um, the the way that he uh, where he goes, um, it ha- you know, he's like, well, how exactly do you expect me to react when you keep pushing it? And it's just so uh, the way he delivers it is so candid. And I think it's interesting that it's a contrast between you know, like I said, the interpersonal stuff and the extinction event stuff. It's just so. It's almost like he's he's arguing with nature, you know, like the nature is telling you, you know, you know, I, it's like explaining itself, defending itself for, you know, extinguishing a species. It's pretty fucking wild, man. And, and it's a, it's a great prog doom type of band. I don't know what exactly you'd call them. Not particularly brutal, but they do scream. It's almost like post-hardcore stuff. And uh, there's a lot of that. It's just catchy. I, I can't do any of it justice. You have to just hear it. Well, I'm, I'm interested to hear where you're going with your number one, because this is a solid, rock-solid number two. <laughs> and, I know. And, I actually was I was a little not... I was leaning towards putting this one at number one. But like I said, it comes down to personal preference at the end of the day. And I, would, I will not really argue against the case being made that the Ocean Collective and Arizona 2 is the best album in, you know, in, in lieu of the one I'm going to say. But anyway, nonetheless, before you jump into that, let's do a real quick recap so anybody listening could dig these out. Your number five was the album Ritual King by Ritual King, Ritual, R-I-T-U-A-L. Your, yep. your number four was the album Cosmic Terror by The Spirit. The Spirit. Your, yep. your number three was The God-Shaped Void by Psychotic Waltz like the mm-hmm. dance your number two was 
Phanerozoic 2 by the Ocean Collective. And Phanerozoic is P-H-A-N-E-R-O-Z-O-I-C. And your number one of the year is, my dude... My favorite album this year is Countless Skies Glow. And I I know we've talked about the album they had before that called uh, New Dawn. And um, I think these guys have a perfect blend of basically Insomnium Gatherum and or Omnium Gatherum and Insomnium. People joked around and called them Insomnium Gatherum. But it's um they it's just so melodic and pretty and it's um it's so it's like progressive. It's so they try so many different things um as far as being heavy and, and having this awesome awesome clean vocals it's so it's very soulful it's uplifting which is my kind of stuff i like uplifting shit i don't i'll listen to anything but i i really do like positivity generally so um yeah i just think that the every song i heard was great and it's more my speed of melodic death with some really really great clean singing long songs that keep you interested uh, every song is good every single one and so i just thought it was the most solid and most in line with my preferences but if you wanted to make the case that the ocean collective better i wouldn't argue it at all you know but that is my favorite album excellent list my man i'm happy to hear this like you've gotten so back into metal that you picked such a solid list and it sounds like these albums really held like a strong place in your heart and kind of tugged which way for you to go yeah they did i love all i love all these albums I really do. this countless skies came out really late in 2020 this was like i want to say mm-hmm. november or october that this it one did. came out because i only gave it a couple spins before i put my list together i wonder if i won't look back on it i mean just this part here with the vocals There's that uplifting riff. It just builds that energy in you where you think, God, I'm invincible right now. That's kind of what they do. And I have yeah. no qualms with your list whatsoever. I got to give Ritual King a few more listens because that's the one, admittedly, I have I've heard the least of in this list. But no, no issue, man. Great, great list. Uh, anybody out there listening wants some good mellow death? Very influenced by Bellacore, this Countless Skies yeah. band. Great, For sure. great. Okay, so then tell us what your top five songs of the year were. Okay, uh, so we've obviously, as we said, there's a lot of overlap because, uh, like, you, like naturally, you listen to your favorite albums the most, and you're gonna, you're just gonna pick your favorite song from some of those albums and you put it on a list. It's just gonna happen, you know. Right. So I will kind of gloss over a little bit of the ones that are already kind of mentioned indirectly, um, but anyway, but I'll go in a little more detail because there's a couple on here. Um, that well, there's not, I only have I have one on here, but then I have also a specific songs that we didn't talk about on the albums that I will I will want to talk about. So I have my top my number five um, is uh, End Oceans, and they uh, on the album Cosmic World Mother they, they have a song called Dissolution of Mind and Matter, and it's the opening track of that album, and I think it comes up, out with such fury, it is. I mean, as soon as you hear it, you're going to start banging your head and you want to throw something in, I guess, a good mashi kind of way. Oh, and it's he, called yeah. Of Mind, uh, The Dissolution of Mind and Matter. Got it. Okay, I'm going to play it right now. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Actually, play a little bit of it so you get what I'm saying. That's a great punchy riff. And I think the singing oscillates between like the harsh, like the black metal, but then there's some sort of screamy, uh, not quite as brutal singing or screaming. And um, I don't know, man, I just think it punches your face and it's relentless. It's one of the catchier, brutal metal songs I've heard a very long time. So I just, I felt remiss to not put it on my list. Well, you know what I think um, all this, all this talk about the ocean tells me is you need to move your ass to Florida, buddy, so you can be near uh, yeah. the ocean since you love the Ocean Collective and you love and oceans. And I actually thought you were talking about oceans of slumber. So I, I'm, uh, I was way off when I was talking about Prague. Uh, I don't know this band at all, so I'm definitely going to check this out. Oh, yeah, this is another band that had a couple of uh, big, legit albums, and they just disappeared for a long time, came back in 2020, just kind of like Psychotic Wall. 
Um, but I love that riff too, where it's like it goes into another one. It's, the whole album is full of those kind of riffs, and um, it's fucking awesome. So okay, my number four song is uh, so it's from Psychotic Waltz's album, uh, God Shaped Void, and the song is called Stranded. And man, it has a really cool proggy, almost maybe classic rock, psychedelic kind of uh, beginning. You see what I mean? That almost rock opera. Um, but then it has this, dude, it has this chorus. It's so haunting. It's only that guy could pull it off. Because you're stranded. And you're just, it's, it's like, if you were alone and like high, you'd be like sad. But it's <laughs> as opposed it's so to, well done. as opposed to completely amused by anything and everything around you. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear that, you're like, I got am stranded. We're all stranded. No, um, but it's just uh, beautiful and it heavy. And I, uh, it's a sort of a microcosm of the album where they capture this rock opera, spacey, psychedelic, progressive thing with his uh, haunting voice. It has a little bit of everything in terms of like, you know, how it makes you feel. And so I think it's a fucking awesome song. And there's a lot of songs that obviously it's one of my favorite albums. So, but the album is chock full of fucking great songs. But that's the one I had to pick. If I was gonna, if I was gonna introduce some of the psychotic waltz or that album, I'd be like, that's the one I'd point to. Yeah, here, here we go. Um, Devin Graves is just so solid. Dead Soul Tribe and, and these guys, they're awesome. Yeah, and that riff, it And just some of that stuff reminds me of Arion. I don't know if that they influenced each other or if that was a coincidence or what. That like that like that little whatever that is that strumming or picking. Anyway, so I'll jump in my number three. We already talked about it, but I had to put it on here, and it's the spirit repugnant human scum. <laughs> I had to, if you could find that and play it really that one part, I don't know if you can. Um, it's just so fucking cool. Yep, I, I gotta try to fast forward to that particular part. That's it's hard. It's, it's, I can't remember exactly where it is, but. It's, I can't remember if it's after this break or before this break, but, but this guitar riff is unbelievable. Yeah. What a great song title and line for a black metal band. Repugnant Human Scum. Just perfect. Totally. Um, okay, so we talked about this one sort of extensively, but we'll get back into it. My number four is the song I mentioned from the Ocean Collective, the Jurassic Cretaceous. Do you mean um, the, do you mean this is your second? Yeah, second favorite song. Okay, got it. Oh yeah, not, yeah, I don't know if I said fair, I meant I should have said second. It's uh, it also has like I almost want to say I don't know if it's a harmonica or some weird almost accordion part that almost doesn't fit, but it's just it does. It's just bold enough to, or it's it's close to being too bold, but it's not. And I like the balls it takes to throw it in there, and I think it oscillates really well between the clean and the and the the angsty screaming. And we talked about it at length. Uh, and when the when the lead singer Catatonia comes in, he he has some great lines too, man. And those two really play off each other because that guy, Catatonia, just trips with melancholy. I mean, my God. I mean, I don't even know if a band that does that better. Yep. So, um, I mean, we could, you can play a little more of that if you want. If you're, um, I got to go, so we, gotta I can, go right here, brother. All right. Got some trippy parts. It's a 13-minute song, so... It never gets more. This is like a dark muse. This is like if muse felt terrible about himself. Right. 
it's like if, you know, if the, if the Earth wasn't irresponsible stuff just like started destroying parts of itself out of neglect or out of like some misguided idea of purification. And this was the fucking shit it put on the background. <laughs> apathy. Just apathy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. I think they, um, I, argue, I would argue it's even tighter than the, the, the first Panera Zone, even though I fucking love the first Panera Zone, too. I'm um, going to remain commentless because we haven't recorded that episode yet. Uh, but well, okay, I'll, I'll say one thing I wanted to say about that first album, too, just as a, just because. You, you don't have to confirm or deny if you like that part. But there's a part in the second song where they say, will always be reversed, and it's the way it's delivered. It's been in my head ever since I heard that part. <laughs> I'll just be in the shower like, will always, just singing it. Um, I, I have God, a, I have a song like that for you on my top five list that I know the moment you hear it is going to be stuck in your head forever. So okay, awesome. I, I feel that. And, so, uh, all right, so give us your number one, brother. Okay, it's gonna, not going to be a shocker because of what I was saying earlier. But Countless Skies, the song Summit from the album Glow. I fucking love it, and for the same reasons. I don't put I put it over, I did put it over Ocean Collective. Um, dude, I love I love the way everything is delivered in this. I think it's. Basically, it's a nine and a half out of ten song. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's fucking amazing. Uh, I love it. It's pretty. It's got it's got this kind of part that comes in after they deliver all this pretty stuff because they know to keep it real. They are a melodic death band, um, and the beautiful singing just so up my alley. It's like if I if it's like someone took my ideal band out of my head and made it. You know, that would be countless guy. And the song is so great. I mean, but. but uh, I don't want to undersell the other songs. The songs glow. They have um, a three-part song. Uh, or five, six, and seven are glow part one, two, and three. And all of those songs are fucking amazing. So, anyway, that's my top five. You should listen to all those if you haven't. I know you already know that. We're fucking human skin. Definitely give Psychotic another couple spins. That's something really, I think they'll love it a lot. Phil's well, top five, P H I L, top P H I V E. That's what we have to put on the on the show listing. Phil's top five, P H I V E. Okay. All right. Yes, we will purposefully misspell words to be ironic, <laughs> to be clever and catchy. Yes. And we will. But, uh, do- yeah. So anyway, that's my list. I hope it. Uh, uh, you know, I hope it stands up to other lists that may or may not come out, uh, like yours. <laughs> now, um, but. No, I think I hope people like those songs when they check it out. I think they will. Well, I like the diversity of your list. I got to be honest. I, I was I'm happy to see that you got into enough new stuff to even have a list. Not no offense to you, but I know you've been busy as shit and you you're starting your career and stuff like that. And you know sometimes life gets away from you. But in 2020, it sounds like you checked out a lot of new metal, and uh, I I respect the hell out of this list. I think you had some a lot of great choices, and it reminds Thanks, reminds me to go back and listen to some of these because. The ones I'm going to share with you, I think are as good, but I I have not spent enough time with yours to see. So, like, I think that's one of my favorite parts about doing this episode with you is I give you my list, you give me yours, and then I think we go back and kind of study each other's. Uh, sure. And there's a Definitely. lot of cool shit to be found. So, all right. So, if you're okay with dropping your top five there, P-H-I-V-E, I will jump on to mine. All right. Let's do it. Okay. First, I'm going to tell you I had quite a few honorable mentions uh, this year, and it was really hard. That in fact, I'm gonna play the, probably the band that I think was hardest to leave off was probably Uwada. I gave you uh, before one of their albums, and they put out an album called Jin D J I N N, and the riffs continue, man. They're just so riftastic. Just listen to this riff. Could easily be I the, the introduction. I like the way the deeper one comes in. Sorry, guys. It could easily be an introductory riff to an AFI song. Yeah, that's not. So <laughs> then you just hear, ah! just like yeah, right, right. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna let this play underneath while we talk about the other honorable mentions. But 
Uwada Jin or Jin was really hard for me to leave off. That was the closest to making it. Uh, uh, additionally, I had Countless Skies, the album Glow you recommended. I had Sweet. Draconian's new one. A Draconian, of course, D-R-A-C-O-N-I-A-N, Under a Godless Veil. If you're ever in the mood for some just doom, dude, they put out a great doom album this year. I came across that that band and that album, but I hadn't really given it its due, so... Definitely take a listen. A- our boys from Aether Realm in North Carolina, Redneck Vikings from Hell, great album, a couple of really great songs on there. They lost yeah, me a little album. on the instrumental at the very end. It kind of set it back on my list, you know, but... Uh, Otherwise, those guys are headed for great stuff. Arion, one of our favorite bands of all time, put out an album called Transitus. It's very different from the rest of their stuff. That's why I didn't make the list, but just because it's obligatory, Arion, I had to put it as an honorable mention. Okay. If you don't know Jorn, Jorn is my favorite all-time metal singer. and he has yeah, he's a, all that guy. I love that fucking guy. And he put out an album called Heavy Rock Radio 2, executing the classics. And he's... It's just a cover album, again, and I, I can't get enough of it. So that's an honorable mention. And then the last honorable mention is Endarkenment by Anal Nakra. Oh, the Anger Metal guy was jocking that one. Great album. Very solid. Very hard to leave off. And I have one that was so close to being number five that I call it Five-ish. And, <laughs> and this album is by a band called Dissidia. D-Y-S-S-I-D-I-A and the album is called Costly Signals. Have you ever heard of those guys? What's it? What signals? Costly. Okay. No, I've never heard of them. That never even came across that. That's, that's the, I'll have to check it out. What, what's the style? What's the genre? I'm going to play a, a song for you right here. It's, it's very avant-garde but not crazily so i mean it it's followable but there's a lot of variety in the singing and the song structure uh, let me let me play a little bit here for you Super cool album art too. Very kind of artistic with the nature scene and the animals. Um, I I love this album. In fact, I only came across it probably two or three weeks ago. If I had come across it earlier in the year, it probably would have been able to crack its way into the top five. It's really close. So any of you who have not listened to Dissidia Costly Signals, make a point. The band that just barely edged it out is our friends from Unleash the Archers up there in Canadia. Uh, they released an album called Abyss, and it's, as always, just fucking great. They're power metal, so clutch, so classy, so catchy, always just, like you said, uplifting. Uh, I thought this album was great. I don't know that I'm going to say it's as good as the one that I had you review uh, by them called Apex, earlier in the year, I think, or, or the year before I had your review. Uh, that's one of my favorite power metals. That's a great, great, great album. Great I, mean, album. I don't know that it's that good yet, uh, but it's really, really very, very good. Very, very good. So I love their offering this year. Number four is another power metal album, and I don't know why I felt like this year was such a heavy power metal year. I usually don't dive into it this much, but there is an album by our buddies, Judicator, called let, let There Be Nothing. And I think I heard it listen to a couple songs from that. I love that album, man. I just, I think the song structure is great. The story's interesting. It, for me, for my money, Phil, it's been better than any Blind Guardian album in the last probably seven or eight years. I mean, it's... Wow, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, You know what song I listened to? Tomorrow's Song that I like a lot. Great song, great song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love First song right here. Oh, 
opening track, Let There Be Light. Great song. And then they just kick it off and go into that kind of stampeding deal. I love that singer. He's got such an, I think, an atypical power metal uh, voice. It's very emotional just from the way it, you know, it doesn't have like a punch you in the face, shrieky kind of, I and mean, he can do it, but he doesn't really, it doesn't seem to be a style. So, so heartfelt. Right. Yep. All right. So, yeah, that's awesome. We got to hear, okay. we got to hear this part real quick and then I'll go to the next number three. If you can't, if you like power metal, you cannot go wrong with the new Unleash the Archers or the new Judicator. Get into those two albums. For my money, the best power metal released in 2020. Okay, number three, a band I'm betting you've never heard of because I hadn't heard of them prior to this year, and I only heard of them because of a Google recommendation through my app on the phone, which I thought was awesome. King Buffalo. You ever heard of them? I have heard of King Buffalo, yeah. King Buffalo great album called dead star if you go based solely on the amount of times i listened to an album it's probably my number one of the year if you just went Is that like a they're a doom band no they're like a stoner rock okay so let me let me play for you here my favorite song on the album is called red star part one and two let me get to the part that i think is just really catchy Pretty sweet, dude. Uh, that reminds me of uh, that's like classic stoner, heavy, heavy distortion, totally. bang your head, not too fast, bang your head, just kind of, it's definitely banging. But... And, then, and then you drift away into space. Yeah. I love this album, Phil. I don't know why or how, it, but it just grabbed me instantly. I played it. I bet you I listened to this CD. 70 times this year i mean just wow I, i'd walk into a room and just tell the google play this album and i would sit there and listen to the whole thing while i was doing whatever the hell i was doing it just was perf- perfect there soundtrack. are two bands that i would recommend to you if you're in the if you like that um Hit acid me. mammoth and um tortuga those are both similar awesome that is a good part that is cool man and this part's really cool here too where they pick it up uh, Acid Mammoth, I'm familiar with. I like those guys a lot. Tortuga, I have never heard, so I gotta check them out. Yeah. I, this is also in one of my my top five songs, so I gotta get to this part, and I won't do it next time. That's fine. This is where you get a chance to hear the vocals, and they pick up, and I think the guy does a banging job. Such cool lyrics. It's about toppling the empire, tearing the tower down, down, down. So cool, man. That, that's the lead singer. He reminds me of a, a, a more aggressive uh, version of the lead singer Finn Lizzie or something. Okay. Like just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe even Dire Straits. But yeah, that's awesome. Okay, I'm, I'm down with that. All right, number two. So I got to tell you, Phil, my top three was a fist fight as to who was getting in the number one, two, three order. I, if I woke up tomorrow, I probably could have done the three to one and put, and put you know, it's been totally rearranged. So just understand that, like, my one, two, three of this year is one, one A and one AA. It's just so close. So this... Number two band is a band called Vane, K-V-A-E-N. It's a, it's a guy from Switzerland, and he enlists some help of his friends, and he's a guitarist, and buddy, just wait till I play you. I'm, I just want to make it loud so when it starts, you hear it. Just get ready for the jam that comes from this album called The Funeral Pyre by the artist Kvane. Here we go. I'm going to make sure it's ready to crank because as soon as it kicks off you're just like oh yeah yeah buddy (laughs) 
sound. So it's a garage kind of garage sound, right? I think that sounds cool, man. There is there's a song that later in the album that you could only describe as just the vocals are just pure effort. There's like no training. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I probably you know the guy might punch me, but it just doesn't sound like there was an education behind it. It just sounds like there's nothing but pure try the fucking hardest you can, and I love that about this album. It's just gritty and raw, but it's I mean, I don't know, man. I, I can't tell you how much I actually physically love this album. Don't you think that's kind of a neat mix of, uh, I feel like it's a garage rock sound with a guy, like, with not even just post-hardcore, like, actual death or black vocals. I mean, that's, like, that's a pretty neat uh, sound. It kind of reminds me of uh, uh, a band called Kvelertok. Kvelertok is a Ukrainian band. I've been so close to recommending them on the, on the show so far. I probably will at some point. But uh, I think you like that. I think... I think there's a chance you might go That's awesome, man. That's a, that's a really unique sound in there. Total random find. I can't remember where I found I think I found them on metalstorm.net in some, like, seller basement review where somebody said, hey, these guys are kind of cool. And, like, it was, like, two sentences. And I said, okay, let me check this out. And as soon as I put it on, I was like, god damn, this guy. They're just tearing it up. There's times where the vocals sound like Children of Odom. There's time where the vocals sound like the lead singer Creator. And there are other times where it just sounds like a guy who's just trying as fucking hard as he possibly can to crush your soul. And I love it. I love, love, love this album. But okay, that sounds legit. It was edged out by only probably a hair, and maybe not even that, by a little-known band named Ensifrum. Oh, man, I saw, uh, yeah, I, I, I almost went there with this, this list. Th- did he really? Uh, th- their album, Thalassic, came out again another kind of a power metal folky you know I, I had a lot of power on this list uh but based upon the stick with itness like the only reason this went number one for me and not funeral pyre was funeral pyre was something i've been listening to for maybe a month or so and i've played the shit out of it. i played it every day this last month but i don't i can't say for sure that i'll come back to it nine months from now i, I think i will but i can't say for sure whereas this album, Thalassic by Ensifrum, it came out, I loved it, I ate it up, I listened to it a bunch of times, and then I have repeatedly, repeatedly come back to it, and it's got one of my favorite songs of the year is Andromeda, and the way they say Andromeda is just so catchy. So I was, I was jamming out to that song Midsummer Magic for a little bit. Let me think. Um, oh, that's near the end, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what else made me really stick with this is, do you remember we saw these guys on the cruise? And that we were... Um, we were in the pit. We saw in Sifrom? We saw in Sifrom. We were in the pit they, on the floor. They were in the in the theater. And then they wrote this album that was all about nautical stuff, being on the water and being in ships and stuff. And I thought, I don't know, I just I think I drew was drawn to that by our connection to seeing them on the metal Yeah, cruise. sure. And they're kind of nautical-themed album. So huge, huge fan of the Thalassic album. So... As a recap, number one, Ensifrum, Thalassic. Number two, Kvain, K-V-A-E-N, Funeral Pyre. Number three, King Buffalo, Dead Star. Number four, Judicator, Let There Be Nothing. And number five, Unleash the Archer's Abyss with a five-ish by Decidia, Costly Signals. Phil, are you ready for my top five songs of the year? Yes. Okay. Number five edged out that King Buffalo song I played for you by a freaking nut hair just a, the oldest stringiest grayest nut hair ever because I have to have you hear the song called Libidinous by Anal Nakrod and Libidinous it's then parenthesis a pig with cocks in its eyes just listen to the way they say a pig with cocks in its eyes there's a, the, I love playing like tiny see ridiculous songs. There's a song in that Black Alley of uh, Vermintown called, called, called How Very Dead. <laughs> Alright, check this out. Yeah. 
That's so absurd, man. I love it. <laughs> Who thinks that shit up? Genius. Total genius. That I have been singing a pig with cocks in its eyes that exact way for the last, like, 30 days, whenever <laughs> this album came out. Just hear, hear, you got to hear it one more time. Right, I mean, could there be a more stereotypical metal song for somebody who doesn't like metal than to be confronted with somebody right. singing? Like, see, and end up like, see, and that's why I'm listening to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's precisely the response. Exactly. <laughs> Anybody's dad who doesn't like metal would say those exact words. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. All right, number four. I'm going back to that Funeral Pyre album by Fane. This okay. has a song on it called... Ye Naldlushi. I don't know if that's Swiss. I think you nailed it. Nailed I that. <laughs> I don't know if that's Swiss or what that is, but you gotta listen Quacky to the. Quacky Serpy Miku? <laughs> Quacky Serpy Piku. Oh. Yeah. Alright, you, you gotta listen to the chorus when he's screaming about fire because once you hear it, you, I swear you will laugh as hard as I do, but in the most glorious laughter it's not like a poking fun at someone it's the gloriousness of what i perceive to be a swiss translation to a song about fire in english it just okay. it's gorgeous so just we might have to ride this out for a minute but it'll be worth it Ready, here it comes. I'm going to give it to you one more time. On the third time that okay. he introduces the concept of fire, listen closely okay. to how he describes the fire. Okay, okay. I'm going to turn it up really good. Really high. The third time around, all he says is, fire, fire, fucking fire. <laughs> I couldn't make it out. <laughs> that's so great. Just think oh, about, man, that's so funny. just be so committed to the idea that there's a fire that all you say, fire, fucking fire. <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when you hear it legit, like in your own speakers, you, you just, it's, it's catchy and you want to sing it along, but he just thinks, fire. Fire! Fire! Fucking fire! <laughs> that sounds like something Tenacious D would make. Totally, totally. But as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh my god, I love this shit even more. Because... How much of this top five list is based on how entertaining oh, yeah. you found the song? To totally, like, man. Laughter wild. Yeah. <laughs> it, it had to be at least a good part of, does it make me smile and do I want to listen to it again and again? Right. 
Okay, no, number three is from our buddies Judicator, and the song is called Gloria. I think this might be the catchiest chorus of the year. Okay. Remember, this is where it says, Gloria, ha, Gloria. Coming up, you'll, you'll hear it. Once you hear it, you'll be it's so distinguishable when he says, Gloria. They're so brilliant at writing uh, catchy um, choruses and just everything. I'm, there's a song. I'm trying to figure it out what it is. Uh, I want to look up the lyrics because it was like so cool. I'm so sure it's from this album. But um, I thought that was the song. But that is, I remember that now. Um, yeah, that's amazing. It's a great, it's amazing. Chorus. Love that song. Love that song. Love that album. Every time I listen to it, I'm like, God, I got to listen to this more. And then, you know, I forget about it and come back to it like this. All right, now, next song, Andromeda by Enciferum. Great. All right, you're pretty hit the boners on that, so. I really am, man. So catchy, dude. Like, if you're standing on top of the ship, do you want to hear anything other than this? So catchy, man. So then they, they introduce you... Then they slow it down, and they let you just kind of be. And then later, he's going to come back. And the way he says, Andromeda, instead of Andromeda, like you're familiar with hearing it, he says Andromeda. Yeah. It's just that uniqueness of how he says it is so appealing. Like, you, once you hear that, you can't unhear it. And I, I was, for a solid two weeks, everywhere I went, just said, Andromeda. Andromeda. She will live forever, our queen. Andromeda. Just so fucking awesome, man. And I didn't expect this from these guys. I really, I had always liked them, but I never loved them. And this album, like, put me over the top. And this song in particular, I just couldn't stop with this song. But yeah, that leaves us the, the number one song of the year for me, my dude, is by... The Voice of the Angel, Britney Slays from Unleash the Archers. Mm. The song is Carry the Flame. Have you heard this song, Phil? No, never in my I, life. I'm not even ashamed to admit that I have played this song on repeat in my kitchen seven or eight times in a row on more than one occasion. I just cannot wow. stop that's a lot, buddy. Let me look it up. Listen, listen to this. Tell me if this doesn't sound like old school heart. Wait until you hear the chorus. It's if she if this song was 30 minutes long of just her singing the chorus, I would listen to it.
if that's not their sign-off, send-off song at the end of their sets in 2021 when concert halls reopen and they can go touring and stuff, I don't know. There's no justice in the world because that's like the perfect goodbye, dear fans. We love you so much. Thank you for being here. This is the one for you guys. You know, that kind of like just how much we appreciate you and... I don't know. I mean, it's no, it's no pigs with cocks at times, but it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason that one is number five. Okay. <laughs> no, that's a great song. It actually just made, makes me think that the, one of the cool things they have about having a female lead singer of a power metal band is that they can do heartfelt, hard-ass songs like that, and it sounds legit. It doesn't uh, it sounds authentic? Or she could just do the power metal stuff she normally does. That, that like veers heavily into like. 80s glam. Okay, I'm not glam, but 80s like I don't know, rock band basically. But a total ballad. Totally natural. Yes, it's a completely natural ballad on an right. otherwise badass power-filled album, and she pulls it off perfectly. And even though all of these other songs I've given you kind of get that energy out of me to like start a fight with someone in a mosh pit, this song makes me want to hug everyone I've ever met, and it's just so compelling that I yeah, I can't stop with it. So it's uh it, it's hard to not put the songs that make you feel the best at number one, you know. That's kinda of why I was doing countless guys. I, mean, I just feel great when I listen to it. I mean shit. Exactly, that's what it's about, man. Just listen, here it goes again. take that for a ride at the end like four times it, it could go on 400 times and i'd still be listening to it this is the, this is the soundtrack where after you get knocked on your ass in the mosh pit and some giant dude helps you back up and you're like my god <laughs> <laughs> he helps you up with a hug and you're just right. like yes right you're thank like, there you is sir good, there is good in the world <laughs> well brother I, uh, I gotta tell you, I, I am very proud of my list. I hope that you spend some time with my list because there's a lot of stuff in there I love, but I'm also very excited to check out some of the great stuff that you put together because yeah. you, you got a lot of good stuff in there that I'm familiar with, but some other stuff that I had no exposure to. So I definitely gotta check that out. Definitely do. Uh, now we'll push that uh, Cosmic World Mother on you a little bit more too. That, that is a cool album. That was an honorable mention of mine. But it, it does deserve to be heard, no doubt. Well, brother, we've we've reached the end of our 2020 episode, the year in review. I am grateful to you, my friend, for sticking with me for this podcast. It's been a lot of fun to do it. I look forward to 2021. Are you going to sign on for one more year at least? Oh, yeah, buddy. I'll do this for however long. I don't care. I like it. Love, I love it, man. Love it. Fun. I agree. I agree. I look forward to it. We, we keep getting better. We finally have figured out some technological shit where now we don't have to edit so much. So now uh, come 2021, we should be able to crank out some reviews and hopefully, you know, some uh, former Phil and Alex's from their high school days when we were just finding, you know, falling into metal and finding ourselves. Hopefully shows like this will help some kid somewhere who's like, hey, you know, I kind of like metal, but I don't have any friends who like metal. And I really don't know where to turn and I don't know what the, you know, kind of what, where I should be going with my interest, but I kind of like this sound. I kind of like this sound. Hopefully this podcast can help them and, uh, you know, guide them to some really great stuff that makes you feel great. And that's what it's all about. So Phil, you are the fucking man, brother. I appreciate you. And, uh, we can say sayonara to 2020. Yeah. Get the fuck out. No, I was kidding. No, no. Um, but yeah, so it was goodbye. Good year. Good metal. I'm excited for our next year. Definitely. You're the man, bro. Until next time, this is the Great Heavy Music Podcast with Alex and Phil. Enjoy the rest of your 2020, and we will see you next year.